Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta Soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We talk soccer in Atlanta. We talk soccer in Georgia. We talk soccer all over the Southeast, all over the United States and beyond. That's what we do on AST. And this is the year-end episode of AST, our last show for 2023. Talk a little bit about the year for Atlanta United, the year in MLS. Get caught up on some of the news of the day and the last week and and start to look ahead a little bit to 2024. If I'm a little delirious tonight, I apologize in advance. I'm doing the very rare uh, morning-night doubleheader on 92.9 The Game today. I was in the studio uh, with Greg Clarkson at 6 a.m. this morning. We did get a soccer segment in to our covering of the morning shift. Uh, talked to a little Manchester United, which that ended up being a pretty wild story today. Talk about that in the 3-4-3 in our last segment. But we're going to start with Atlanta United in 2023. And you know I like to do countdowns. You know I like to do bulleted lists. I mean, the 3-4-3, come on. Let's start with five things that I loved about the 2023 edition of Atlanta United. Now, Look, we can sit here and be mad that they didn't win more games and didn't get home field advantage in the first round of the playoffs. I I think ultimately it made a difference. You can go back to a few games, Chicago on the road, where you had a 3-2 lead late, New England at home, where you had a 3-2 lead late. And those are games where you lost four points. And there were others throughout the season. You also gained points late in games, too. We'll talk about that. But this was a year that was good. I mean, you're seventh overall in the league. You're sixth in the East, a very competitive Eastern Conference. You you take Columbus, who ends up winning the whole thing, to a third game. It was a good season. Could have been a better season. And and that's one of the things that'll stick with me uh, about 2023. But five things that I loved about this edition of the team, and, and Gonzalo Pineda talked about it during the year, and I know we did too here on AST and in full time reports. It kind of felt like three different teams in a way. There were constants through the three teams, but it felt like three different teams in that the initial team that started the season looked pretty good early on. 
He had some injuries, Brad Gazan, especially with the knee injury that he suffered in New York City. And things kind of went south a little bit. You also didn't have the depth that you wanted. And you didn't have things where you wanted defensively either. And a big part of that was Brooks Lennon and Caleb Wiley playing as wingers quite a bit. Once they got moved to fullback, that helped. But there was an in-between the team that started the season and the team that ended the season. The middle portion where you had to make moves in the summer transfer window to open up space to bring players in. And it's very hard to line that up perfectly where it's literally one person walking out the door and the other person walking in the door. There's usually a lag and there was a lag this season. And the summer was a little difficult at times. And that's why League's Cup was not a successful campaign for Atlanta United. But once you got to the last edition of the team that we saw consistent starting lineups. We saw consistency in the way that the team played. And then as the year went on, we saw layers start to emerge in terms of, okay, now they do this. Oh, they've added this little wrinkle. They, they've added Brooks Lennon cutting inside a little bit more. Oh, they've added Caleb Wiley tucking in and playing as a third center back from time to time. Oh, they've moved Muyamba around a little bit. Things like that. It takes time. It takes consistency. I really like the way that the team ended. But five specific things that I loved about this 2023 edition of Atlanta United to close out the year. Do not take for granted the year that you saw from Tiago Almada. We might not ever see a season as good as this one again. It's very possible. It was that good. He was your 2023 Major League Soccer Young Player of the Year. 22 years old, provided the second most goal contributions this year. 11 goals, 19 assists. That's the new Atlanta United single-season assist record. 19. He won league-high three Player of the Match Day awards presented by Continental Tire. And since joining Atlanta United in 2022, two years with the five stripes, second most assists, fourth most goal contributions, that's goals plus assists, of any MLS player over that stretch of time. He's been amazing, and he's been everything that the billing led us to believe that he would be. He's honestly been more than that to me. Um, I didn't expect this many goals out of him. I didn't expect 11 goals. The free kick taking has developed into such a dangerous weapon, but he's getting goals from the run of play, and he's getting clutch goals. I didn't know how long it would take for those things to emerge. I really think the call-up to the World Cup last winter, uh, right around this time, I think you would have been celebrating in Buenos Aires and Fuerte Apache uh, a year ago at this point. I really think that experience helped him a ton in 2023. He came in with so much more confidence. I think he came in with the willingness to, to have the team get on his back, and, and he could carry him. And he didn't defer to others. He... he took leadership roles on. It was a joy to watch. And Tiago Almada is one of the best players that we've ever seen in Atlanta. And he's one of the best players that I've ever had the chance to see on a regular basis. We don't know what the future is. There, there's going to be teams that are going to come calling. We don't know how quickly. We don't know how good the offers are going to be, if it's going to be something suitable for Tiago, if it's going to be something suitable for Atlanta United. You can't take these kinds of seasons for granted. Please don't. This is going to be one that we'll look back at yeah, again, you can look at the record and be frustrated about it, and that, that's fine. But 
you're going to look back at what Tiago Almada did in 2023 with a sense of awe when we get decades down the line. Another thing that I loved about this 2023 team was their fight. Late game heroics. You never could count them out. And I know this was a conversation we had a lot of times in our broadcast, myself and Mike Conti. I always had this belief that they were going to find goals and they were one of the highest scoring teams that, that we've ever seen in Atlanta. They were one of the highest scoring teams in the league this year and they scored a lot of clutch goals late. Two goals in second half stoppage time to win the opener. Tiago Almada putting on that cape and, and playing Superman. The late winner at home against Chicago was an own goal. Juan Parata created it. That was deep in stoppage time. The 86th minute equalizer on the road in Orlando by Tyler Wolf. Nick Firmino, I mean, how can you forget about Nick Firmino's moment when I get moved over to play-by-play filling in for Mike and I'm screaming my head off when Nick Firmino's on a short-term call-up has a stoppage time equalizer at home against NYC. And then the late equalizer at home against Columbus for Miles Robinson. The two in stoppage time against San Jose, the one against Chicago, the one against NYC, and the one against Columbus all in stoppage time in the second half. The Tyler Wolf one was in the 86th minute, you know, really early in the game. I love the way that this team fought, and there were times where they fought back to get those draws. There were times they fought back. It didn't quite get all the way there. The Philadelphia game on the road is another example of that. Another thing I loved about this 2023 team for Atlanta United was the development of the homegrown players. Now, Some of them are going to move on at the end of the year. Machope Chol, I I can't wait to see where he ends up. I hope he gets plenty of playing time. I hope he stays healthy. That was always the issue with Machope. He had some moments this year. But two in in specialty here, Tyler Wolf and Caleb Wiley. We saw Caleb Wiley early, especially when he was playing up high as a winger, get involved in goal scoring. Something, you know, we weren't 100% sure was going to happen with him this quickly. And Tyler Wolf, I thought, really put a lot of things together in 2023. He's always had this ability to get goals, pop up in the right spots. We know how good he is in the press and creating opportunities with his defensive play. But he got some big goals, that one against Orlando, but also just late game goals from Tyler Wolf. Here's how some of those moments sounded. A little bit of a uh, mega mix of the homegrown moments from Caleb Wiley and Tyler Wolf this season on our broadcast on 92.9 The Game. Now it bounces to the halfway line. Bravo gets in front of Almada, but Almada takes it away. 3v2, pass down the middle. Wiley walks in, shot, score! Bouncing square ball to Yakimakis. Rolled over to the near side. Here's Almada. Tough angle shot, tipped, and then bodied into the net! Tipped by Yarborough, bodied into the net for the goal by Tyler Wolf. Squared behind Barry at the top of the arc. Barry trying to run down the second ball. He does, and then pivots right in the middle. Dribbles to the top of the arc. Pops it ahead to Joel. Gillespie off his line. Joel with a shot. Cleared off the line. Rebound. Score! Caleb Wiley. Can Atlanta United turn something in? Out of this corner in the 86th minute, Almada sending it out of the far corner. Goal to right, going to the near post. It bounces to the top of the 18 to Josetsu. Run on, shot, save Galese, rebound, score! Tyler Wolf! 
Drops it back into the Charlotte end. It will play along the far touchline where it's stolen by Sadich. He flicks it into the run of Almada. Square ball, Wiley. Top of the 18. Drives, shoots, score! Caleb Wiley with an early thunderclap for Atlanta United. Now Miles Robinson walking in out of the defensive third and sends a good ball up to Almada who turns and drives down the center of the park. Pass Bronico into the attacking third. Popped ahead now to Aruju. Right attacking third. Square to Almada at the penalty spot. Let's it roll to Wiley. Shot! Score! Golasso! Atlanta United is opening a can in Charlotte this afternoon. Atlanta United almost made Mike Condi lose his voice in Charlotte that day. Hope you enjoyed some of those flashbacks. Sorry if uh, the Orlando one might have blown out your ears. Kind of blew out our ears as we were calling it that day because we were both screaming. And I remember, right, we had some uh, staff members in the booth with us as well. There was lots of high-fiving, lots of hugging, uh, lots of pounding on windows. It was one of those kinds of moments. And if you've been with us for Atlanta United broadcasts, on 92.9 The Game over the years. You know how it can get from time to time. You get the homegrowns going, and especially those last two clips from Caleb Wiley. It feels like forever ago, that game in Charlotte, really early on in the season. That was Caleb Wiley's real breakout performance. I think maybe for the national audience. Really good year from Caleb Wiley. Getting a a national team call-up. I think Caleb is a player that will be a big part of the Olympic team in 2024. He's another one who's going to draw interest. He's a good player, and he's a young player, and he's got a lot to give. I think a lot of top teams in Europe, they're going to be interested. This is a good thing. This is why you produce players like this from your academy. Tyler Wolf as well. Tyler Wolf is going to compete for minutes this year with Shande Silva, with Saba Lobjanitsa, with Edwin Mosquera. Three very good players. Tyler Wolf is a player that Gonzalo Pineda trusts, especially in big moments. Another player he trusts, I mean, come on, we can't have a a look back at 2023 without a Yorgos Yakamakis conversation, can we? Boom Yakamakis became quite the phrase, didn't it? An amazing year for Yakamakis, his first one in Major League Soccer. Here's a montage of Boom Yakamakis goals, starting with his First one in an Atlanta United kit. Aruju then with a looping ball over to the left wing. Now Wiley, 2v2 down the middle. Wiley ahead to Yakabakis. Header! Score! Boom, Yakabakis! And threading it into the run of Almada. Calling for it is Saba on the right flank. He goes to Saba. And the right side of the 18. Cross to Yakabakis. Shot! Score! Boom! Josetu comes forward, ahead to Lennon in the near corner, traps, here's his cross to the back post, Yakabakis header, score! Boom, Yakabakis! Robinson now on the right side, he'll go over the top again for Yakamakis. Miller way, way off his line, and misses Yakamakis who shoots, scores! Boom, Yakabakis! Abram in the central channel, and Abram will roll it down the middle, wide open is Tiago Almada, who drives forward now, ahead to Saba, down the right wing, into the box, Saba, pass to Yakamaka, shot, score! Boom, Yakamakis!
Almada now spins just outside the 18. Ahead to Etienne on top of the arc. Bounces it over to Hernandez, right side of the 18. Cross to the back post. Goodman, header to Yakabakis. Score! Boom, Yakabakis! First corner of the match with the fourth minute. No score. Lennon to send it out of the far corner. Goal to our right. In swinger to the penalty spot. Header Yakabakis! Score! Boom, Yakabakis! I hope that as you hear those back, and I, I kind of just put them in, in an order, didn't really get into chronological or anything like that. I hope when you hear some of those back, you remember a little bit of where you were and, and kind of how those games went. Um, the one thing listening to all that back as I was putting these together and now just now, man, the, the atmospheres in some of these buildings and a lot of them Mercedes-Benz Stadium, of course, but the one, it was not me laughing on, on one of the, the Yorgos goals. That was in Chicago. You could hear the crowd like almost right in front of us. Orlando, you could hear kind of the silence uh, when Tyler Wolf scored, which was great. Um, really fun times. Can't wait to get back on the mic for Atlanta United games. Not too far away, about a month away. Last thing I wanted to touch on before we go to break on things that I loved about this 2023 Atlanta United edition were those summer additions. Edwin Mosquera coming back into the team. He was third in the group in shot-created actions. Sabalob Janitza was fourth. Shande Silva was fifth. They all came into the team in the summer. Tristan Muyamba, he passed it just under 90%, created a great partnership with Mateo Sosetiu in the middle, and really made this team go. Loved seeing them come in in the summer. Wish we'd had them earlier, and can't wait to see all of them in 2024. Coming back from the break in three minutes, I'm going to talk about five things that I'm looking forward to about the 2024 edition of Atlanta United. We'll also get caught up on some of the goings-on around Major League Soccer. Stay with us. It's Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore, taking a little bit of a look back at 2023. Hope you enjoyed hearing some of those calls again and taking a little bit of a look ahead in this segment to 2024. Atlanta United had, like I said, a good year in 2023. It wasn't the year that I think they hoped to have. They wanted to be in that top four in the East. They wanted to play anybody in the postseason other than Columbus, uh, who was the most dangerous team going into the postseason. And they showed it, going on to win the whole thing and pretty much bringing everybody back for 2024. And that's where the campaign starts for Atlanta United, on the road in Central Ohio against the crew. That's in late February. Preseason will start in a few weeks, actually not very long not very long from now, and the first preseason game is going to be in Birmingham, Alabama on January 27th. So what am I looking forward to in 2024? Now that we've talked about what I liked about the 2023 team, what would I like to see in 2024? Number 1, improved defense from the start. And if you listened to games, if you watched games, if you went to games, you know, the defending for Atlanta United in 2023 was not where it needed to be. And ultimately, that was what cost them points in the table. That was ultimately what ended the season and ended cup competitions. That was what the issue was with this team. They gave up too many goals and they gave up too many, I think frustrating goals would be the best way to put it. Individual errors, turnovers in bad spots, loss of focus at times, goals that they shouldn't be giving up. That was the frustrating element to this. Can it be different in 2024? I think so, because I think it was better once we saw the additions come in the summer in 2023 and getting Caleb Wiley and Brooks Lennon back to fullback. That made the back line better. Luisa Brahm coming into that back line made them better. The midfield controlling games, Tristan Muyamba, Mateus Hosechu, made the team better defensively. Now, they should be, hopefully, even better than what they were to end 2023 in 2024, because you're going to have this group together from the beginning of preseason, hopefully. Now, one player that has at least his rights been picked up, and we have not heard about a permanent deal being done yet, Derek Williams, he was the first pick of stage two in the 2023 MLS re-entry draft last week. That was on Thursday. 30 years old, Williams has played with the LA Galaxy and DC United. 71 games over the past three years. He started over 20 the past three years. He's also been capped three times by Ireland's national team. Over 250 combined appearances in England for Aston Villa, Bristol City, and Blackburn Rovers. He could start, but I think he can also be a veteran depth piece because there's another center back that Atlanta United is linked to. We've talked about him before, Steon Gregerson, the Norwegian international. And you've got a lot of reports out of France and Norway from Friday of last week that have the center back close to a deal with Atlanta United. Sounds like offers have been submitted to his club, Bordeaux, in the French second division. Sounds like the numbers that are being thrown around would make him a TAM-level player, so a significant investment, but not a designated player level. 
Gregerson, to me, what jumped out as I started to look at him is his comfort level on the ball. Bordeaux's a team that likes to build out of the back. He, he's completing over 50 passes per game. These are kind of baselines for an Atlanta United kind of player. you got to be able to play with the ball at your feet. Gregerson can do that. Now, you want to get him in as early as possible. You'd love to get this deal done as quickly as possible so he can be there for as much of preseason as he can possibly be because he's got to build chemistry with Luis Abram, with Brooks Lennon, with Caleb Wiley. These are essential things. The goalkeeper battle as well, I think that's going to make this defense better. You get Josh Cohen in for the beginning of preseason. I think he's ev- already been training a little bit around the training ground. At least he's he's kind of relocated to Atlanta, if not permanently yet. I know he spent some time here since his signing. Josh Cohen, Brad Kazan is under contract. We haven't heard from Brad Kazan. He has a contract for 2024. I would expect that he's going to come and compete for the number one job. I don't think it's going to be handed to him, but he is your captain and he is a player who I think, you know, look, you, you get frustrated at times. I think goalkeepers take too much blame in general. You go back and you look at some of the big plays that he made in 2024. Yeah, the goals conceded. That's going to gnaw at him just like it gnaws at everybody. But I don't think they're all on Brad Gazan. They won't be on Josh Cohen either when goals are conceded. You've got a good goalkeeper room. Quentin Westberg, I think, knows his role, and he'll bounce back and forth a little bit with the twos. He's a great guy to have in the locker room, a great guy to have on the training ground. But you'd expect Cohen and Gazan to be competing for the number one job. That's going to make whoever wins it even better. Number two on things I'm looking forward to, a full season of these wingers. Shande Silva, Saba Lobjanitza, Edwin Mosquera, mentioned Tyler Wolf already. Getting those guys in early. Shande talked about it when his option was picked up on the transfer. He kind of ran out of gas a little bit because when the season ended for him in the French second division and then he came to Atlanta, he didn't have a full preseason with Atlanta United. So he had to ramp up really quickly. And I think that's why you saw a very up and down nature of Shande Silva's game. That's something you want to see level out a little bit. You still want the highs. You still want those 10 out of 10 performances, but you don't want the threes and fours to follow them. You want a little more consistently, a higher baseline. And I think getting a full preseason will be a huge thing. Saba, it was a little bit easier to get going because he was coming in off of a preseason in Turkey before the transfer got done. Also, like I said, it means that Lennon and Wiley can play fullback from the jump. So everything hopefully, will be in place going into opening day. You'll know where the competition spots are. You'll know where the new faces are, and you'll be able to build chemistry. Another thing I'm looking forward to is seeing the central midfield come together. Mateus Hosechu won't be back. That's a a move that it it saddens me. I, I thought Hosechu was really good in the second half of last year. I thought he was far better than he ever got credit for in an Atlanta United shirt. But you can get a more cap-friendly player to pair with Tristan Muyamba. That might be Jay Fortune. He's developed steadily. Is he ready to start? Is more depth coming in to support that position? That's a spot where it wouldn't surprise me if there is still some comings and goings. You have Franco Ibarra and Santiago Sosa under contract. Will they be here on opening day? Don't know. Will they be in demand in the Argentine League? 
potentially, maybe. I haven't seen any rumors on that yet. Will new faces be coming in for Atlanta United? No, no Hosechu coming back. No Marsadic coming back as of yet. We'll see. I'm curious to see what that central midfield pair looks like with Muyamba. Number four on things I'm looking forward to in 2024 as we kind of look ahead on Atlanta soccer tonight. Aiden Torres, Luke Brennan, Nick Firmino, all joining the first team roster. I follow Atlanta United 2 very closely. You can listen to our, our radio calls of Atlanta United 2 games on soccer down here. And seeing all of these guys develop, and they're all in different situations. Luke Brennan was somebody that we had seen already with the twos. Aiden Doris, 15 years old, coming into the Atlanta United 2 lineup in the second half of the year. Firmino, we had seen him on an MLS roster in New England, went to USL League 1 in Omaha, came to Atlanta, played in a little bit deeper role in 2022. Didn't really know what to expect from him in 2023. And he had an amazing season. All of them have earned first-team contracts. All of them, I think, will still play some games for Atlanta United, too. But they're going to be in the mix from the jump with the first team. And I think Firmino gives you a little extra depth in that number 10 kind of role. He plays it very differently than Tiago Almada, but he can be effective in that spot. Brennan on the wing. Torres, he's very young but he is very ahead of schedule for players of his age that we've seen generally over the years. I like his soccer IQ a lot. Tortoise, I think, will be a regular starter for the twos, but I'd love to see him training with the first team as much as possible. Last thing I'm looking forward to, and I've kind of hinted at it a few times here, just seeing more consistency in the roster, which will allow the game model to have more depth to it. When you build layers to a game model, it gives you more options. It gives you more solutions to the opponent's problems that they present, the things that they do that, that can hurt you. It takes time and patience, though. You saw some subtle changes to the way Atlanta United played game to game once that starting lineup became consistent. Like I said, you'd see Muyamba play on the right side, play on the left side, depending on where you wanted to get him, what matchup you wanted to get him, different ways to play out of the back against pressure. Lennon's positioning. He'd be wide. He'd be tucked into the back line as a third center back. He'd push into that central midfield. All of these things take some time on the training ground and in games to become second nature. You can't rush creating these layers to the game model. It, it's like putting together, you know, good baklava. You, you can't rush putting those filo dough pieces together. You can't rush it. You got to do it right. To have the game model the way we saw Columbus's. You've got to have consistency. Columbus added pieces on top in the summer and did a great job with that, but they had a consistent base. Atlanta United had a base, had to make changes, lost the base, then had to rebuild the base in the middle of the season, and they did pretty well with it. I want to see this team under Gonzalo Pineda with a consistent group to start preseason. If you can get the Gregerson deal, if that's your center back, if you can get that done, you pretty much have all of your pieces going into the preseason, which will be huge. Let's get caught up on some things around Major League Soccer to, to close out 2023 on Atlanta Soccer tonight. Lionel Messi, according to reports in Argentina, he's had some informal calls with former Argentine national team center back, Boca Juniors captain, Marcos Rojo. Want to recruit him to enter Miami. This is according to Hernan Castillo, one of the top tier sources out of Argentina. My early prediction on that? Rojo would lead the league in cards per minute played and games missed to injury, or maybe both. Rojo's had some injury issues at Boca. 
He's also a card magnet. Be very interesting to see how that looks. They do have Luis Suarez signed, sealed, delivered to Miami. Don't really know how the contract looks about designated player, non-designated player, Leo Campana. What's his status? Where's he going to be? Are they going to play a 3-5-2 to make this lineup fit together with Suarez and Campana up top with Messi underneath? Is it just YOLO and Tata's going to figure this thing out on the fly? They are linked with Julian Gressel. I don't know how that fits, and I'm very curious to see if you add pieces that break the chemistry that this team had at times last year. Who knows? We'll see. LAFCs get caught up on the MLS Cup runners-up. Denny Boanga, he talked about potentially going back to Europe after that MLS Cup defeat. Lekeep in France has reported that Nice in Ligue 1 wants to add Denny Boanga this winter. They're trying to get into a Champions League spot for next year. Can they get that done? It's going to take a lot of money, probably in the 20 million range or so. I don't know if Nice has got that kind of a budget. Diego Palacios, left back with LAFC, looks like he is headed to Corinthians in Brazil. He's got a contract with LAFC. LAFC did do a new contract with their head coach, Steve Trundolo. That was announced last week. LA Galaxy, cross town. They're linked with a $10 million move for River Plate's Pablo Solari. That's according to Cesar Luis Merlo, another top-tier source out of Argentina. Solari would be a young designated player. He turns 23 in March. Jimmy Chara with Portland. He is linked with a return back to Colombia with Atletico Junior. He played with them in 2017, 2018. 32 years old, 15 goals, 29 assists in 102 games with the Timbers. But last year wasn't all that impactful. So it it kind of all makes sense. And if he leaves, it wouldn't be all that much of a shock, honestly, with Chara, Jimmy Chara leaving Portland. The last one, this is a little bit of a surprise. Brandon Vasquez, he's linked with a move to Monterrey in Liga MX. All the conversation had been Vasquez to Europe, but follow the, the dominoes here. Luis Suarez was at Gremio in Brazil, had a great season with them. He's going to Miami. Rogelio Funes Mori, our old friend from the CONCACAF Champions League. Funes Mori could be going to Gremio to be Luis Suarez's replacement. That means you've got a number nine spot open at Monterrey and probably some money to spend. Brandon Vasquez might decide not to go to Europe and to go to Liga MX to play for Rayados. Wonder how that would go over in Cincinnati. I'm, I'm curious if that is the right play for him. It's a team that's going to have a lot of big games. He's going to get a, a lot of good opportunities with them. I think maybe a style of play that suits him a little bit better. But can he handle that pressure? Really interesting potential move. I'm curious to see if that one comes to fruition or if he waits it out to see if he has an opportunity in Europe. All right, coming up next, final segment of the year for AST. Three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that we love so much. It's the 3-4-3, and it's up next in three on 92.90 Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four, three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9, the game, and the Odyssey app for the final time in 2023. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere in 2024. Same time, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock or after Hawks games. Depending on the schedule, you can always subscribe to Off the Woodwork, wherever you get your podcasts. The Odyssey app is a great place to do that. And you can get all of the shows on demand whenever you want to listen, but also all of the other soccer content that we have on 92.9 The Game. And there's going to be few extra things in 2024. You want a little tease? There you go. It's going to be a fun year. Can't wait to get it started. But let's close out 2023 in style. The 343, y'all know how it goes by now. Three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that we talk about and we get upset about and we get happy about and we love so much. Let's start on the local side. Atlanta United 2. They've been busy as well in terms of signings and moves Matthew Edwards is one of the new signings coming home. Former Atlanta United Academy player was at the University of North Carolina. Had a great year for them this past season, playing in 18 games, 16 starts, two assists. He can play anywhere on the back line. A little bit of experience before he went to Chapel Hill with Atlanta United too. Former captain of the Atlanta United U19s. They also signed another defender, Daniel Russo from Notre Dame. Originally from New Jersey, spent time in the Red Bulls Academy. Last year at Notre Dame, he played a career-high 1,400 minutes, scored four goals as a defender. And Notre Dame went all the way to the College Cup Final, where they fell 2-1 to Clemson. Finished his Notre Dame career with 14 goals and 11 assists as a defender. Curious to see where he plays with Atlanta United 2. Three other signings earlier in the week last week. John Burner, goalkeeper. Noble Okello, defensive midfielder. Jacob Williams, fullback winger. Burner was with Huntsville City last season. He was a player coach uh, with Jack Collison. Really good guy. I've heard nothing but good things about him. He was previously a standout with Memphis 901 in USL Championship. Jacob Williams, he played at the Naval Academy. Before his rookie season last year, he played with Crown Legacy. I liked Williams in the games that I saw him against Atlanta United too last season. But Noble Okello is a fascinating signing to me. One, he's six foot five. He's a defensive midfielder, a former homegrown signing for Toronto. 
and just never really got the opportunity there. It was kind of crowded in that position. You had Michael Bradley for so many years. Um, you had Frazier there as well. Okello kind of got lost in the shuffle, bounced around, went to New England last year, played for New England Revolution too. I'd like to see him. And again, you talk about consistency. If you get Gregerson or another starting center back and you have Derek Williams and you have Luisa Brom, that's going to free up Noah Cobb and Efrain Morales to be your center backs with Atlanta United too on a pretty regular basis. You get Okello playing in front of them on a pretty regular basis. One, you got a lot of size between Morales and Okello, and you got a lot of technical ability between the three of them. And if they can grow together, I want to see what that group turns into. Really like these signings for Atlanta United too. Number two on the local side on the headlines, Alana and Ta of Brunswick's Coastal Outreach Soccer. She was recently called up for a Ghana U-20 national team camp. First player from the program in Brunswick to earn a national team call-up for any national team. She's going to graduate from high school this spring at Glenn Academy. Also, big props to the Philadelphia Eagles cornerback, Darius Slay. He's a native of Brunswick. He supports the program, Coastal Outreach Soccer, as does Atlanta United. Coastal Outreach Soccer in Brunswick, one of the sites of the GA100 mini pitch project from Atlanta United and from their foundation. Really cool to see Alana Enta with Ghana's U20 national team in these past few weeks. Number three on the local side, let's also bounce around the state a little bit. Columbus United, it's a new NPSL team kicking off this summer. They announced that Brett Teach will be their head coach, probably a name that some of you folks are familiar with here in the local soccer scene. He's currently the head coach at Mount St. Mary's, has previously been a head coach locally at Oglethorpe and Georgia State. Their first season will start in May, and they'll play teams like the Georgia Storm and Apotheos, along with some other teams in the region. So Columbus United, Brett Teach, first head coach in club history. Four headlines from around the world. Let's start with Boxing Day results, and let's start with the last game of the day. And woo, buddy, there were lots of narratives coming into this one. There were lots of narratives after 26 minutes, and then some really different narratives by the end of it. Manchester United, Aston Villa looked like same old, same old for the Red Devils. They gave up two goals, five minutes apart. They're down 2-0 in the 26th minute. But this is why they play the games, right? Manchester United had not scored a goal in 440 minutes. That's forever. 59th minute, they finally get the breakthrough. Alejandro Garnacho, he added another one 12 minutes later in the 71st. It's 2-2. And then of all people, Rasmus Hoyland, who had not scored in the Premier League since joining Manchester United, he gets his first goal to win it in the 82nd. It doesn't fix everything for Manchester United. It's at least a little bit of a relief, right? And now you've got Sir Jim Ratcliffe buying 25% of the club. We talked about this on the morning shift this morning. It's a fascinating thing. He's buying 25% of the club to have control over the soccer side of things. Well, probably saw some things that he liked today. Really curious to see how active they might be in January. And just... Keep in mind, and this was why I mentioned it this morning on air, and I'll kind of rehash it a little bit here. Like I talked about that domino effect that might see Brandon Vasquez go to Monterrey in Mexico because Luis Suarez, he went to Miami. Then that opened up a spot, and then Monterrey might move a player to Gremio and then might have to go get a player. 
if you see Manchester United go into the January window aggressively, they're going to go get players from different clubs. Then those clubs are going to have to go get different players to replace them. Then domino effect. That can affect MLS clubs. It could affect Atlanta United. could especially affect somebody like Thiago Almada. So stay tuned to what's happening with these situations. Other stuff in the Premier League, it is the festive fixtures period where they play a ton of games in a short period of time. Other games today, Liverpool beat Burnley. Bournemouth whooped up on Fulham. Nottingham Forest, they got the new manager bounce and upended Newcastle. Lutontown, they forced two late own goals to win at Sheffield United. Crazy way to win, but you'll take it however you can get it. Upcoming games, three tomorrow. It's highlighted by Chelsea hosting Crystal Palace and Everton hosting Manchester City. Thursday, I'm really looking forward to Brighton hosting Tottenham. That game might be insane. Just sit back and enjoy it. It'll be played at 150 miles an hour. Also, Arsenal hosting West Ham on Thursday afternoon. Full match day will stretch from Saturday through next Tuesday before the league takes a short winter break. Number two on the world headlines, Barcelona women's captain and twice Ballon d'Or winner Alexia Puteas. She will undergo arthroscopic knee surgery. This was announced today. She had to leave the national team training camp last month in Madrid because of this knee issue. Kept her out of recent games with Barcelona. She missed the 2022 Euros due to an ACL injury. She was part of the World Cup squad this past summer, but didn't play 90 all the time. She hasn't completely gotten back from that ACL injury. She's played and she should be back, but there's been some kind of an issue. So they're going to do an arthroscopic procedure tomorrow, and then they'll know kind of what the timeline looks like. So fingers crossed for Alexia Puteas, one of the best players in the world and just a joy to watch. Number three on the headlines, Claudio Echeverri, one of the Argentine stars of the U-17 World Cup this past summer. He's on the verge of a $25 million move to Manchester City. Look, no surprise, Manchester City going out and spending money. They've had some success with players from River Plate as well. Julian Alvarez came in, done pretty well. We know Pep Guardiola likes his Argentines. I want to see how this one plays out because Echeverri has just kind of really gotten into the mix for River Plate. That he's nicknamed El Diablito. He's likely, according to reports in Argentina, he's likely going to stay with River for at least six months in 2024, which would make sense instead of going to Manchester to join City in midseason as a 17-year-old. Stay where you're comfortable, play. Depending on where they are, he might stay for all of 2024, according to some reports. Then it kind of gets into a weird spot of like, why would you then stay through the first half of another season, miss out on joining in preseason, except he's very young. He's only 17. So he might stay a year and a half at River Plate, but Manchester City might go ahead and lock him up. A lot of it's going to depend on how River does in Copa Libertadores. Number four on the headlines. Don't think anybody expected anything from the Egyptian Premier League, uh, or more specifically, the Egyptian Super Cup. But when you have 34 penalties taken in a semifinal match on Monday, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Pyramids, one of the top teams in Egypt, they lost 14-13 to in a nerve-shredding shootout to a club called Modern Future. Yeah, no goals in the game. 14-13 in the, the penalty shootout. 
Modern Future, they're going to play either Al-Akli or Ceramica, Cleopatra, in the final. Not up on my Egyptian team names. Uh, Modern Future had three penalties that they missed in the shootout. Pyramids missed four. Osama Galal, the defender for Pyramids, he missed two penalties in the shootout, including the decisive one that ended up winning the game for Modern Future. That's a bad way to go out. Um, this was not a record, by the way. The record was last year in a local cup match in England when Washington FC beat Bedlington Terriers 25-24 in a shootout. He also had one that went 48 rounds in an African cup match. Now, Modern Future, they're formerly known as Coca-Cola FC. They're a pro professional team in Cairo. They were owned by the Egyptian branch of the Coca-Cola company when they were established in 2011 until 2021 when they were sold. They got promoted to the first division for the first time in 2021. They're currently in ninth place out of 18, but they might win the Egyptian Super Cup because they ended up outlasting pyramids in a shootout. Vamos modern future. All right, three things that make me smile about this game. Number one, I mentioned it last week. I really hope that you guys can join us for our first Atlanta Soccer Tonight first goal fundraising event. This is going to be a yearly event. This is the inaugural one. It's going to kick off our coverage year for soccer on the station. This year, it's going to be January 25th, 2024. Golf Midtown. Fundraising golf tournament. You can play as an individual. You can bring a team of six. You can sign up ahead of time. You can also sponsor the event because all of the proceeds will benefit the, the Southern Crescent Soccer Foundation and their mini pitch project in McDonough. Go to sccsoccerfoundation.com if you want to sign up, if you want to play, if you want to put a team together, or if you have a company and want to sponsor. Lots of different ranges, lots of different ways to get involved. and. Every bit of it goes to help build a mini pitch. Really cool project. You're going to hear a lot about it in McDonough, Georgia, and Henry County. Thank you for everybody who has seen this already, checked it out, shared it with people. Please keep doing that. We want to pack the place. You're going to have a lot of cool guests. It's going to be an AST and John Chuckery show crossover that night. Doc Sock, AST, going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can hang out with us. January 25th, Thursday night. Coming up not that long from now, a little bit less than a month now, Top Golf Midtown. Go ahead and put it down in your calendar. Number two, look, thank you to everybody who listens to AST Weekly. Thank you to everybody who downloads all of the soccer content that we put out on 92.9 a game. We don't get to do any of this without you guys out there listening and spending your time with us. There's not many stations in the country that do this. There's only a few regular weekly shows that cover this game in this country on local radio hopefully this is one of the best ones and hopefully this is one that continues for a long long time and i've been really lucky to have the support obviously of mike connie and everybody with the station to get to do this all the producers who help me get this show on the air every week but we don't get to do any of it if you guys aren't checking it out thank you and go ahead and buckle up for 2024 because it's going to be a really big year. And it's going to be the start of a whole bunch of big years. We know the World Cup's coming in 26. 24, Atlanta United, like I said, 
preseason starting in just a few weeks. First game, not that far away. It's going to be a busy summer. European championships, those games are going to be in the mornings, early afternoons. Copa America, pretty much overlapping throughout the summer. Those games are going to be in the evenings. We're going to have a lot of special AST coverage of both tournaments. Leagues Cup going to get going not too far after that. It's going to be a big year for soccer in Atlanta. you got two big games coming with the Argentine national team and the U.S. men's national team. Really cool stuff. you got the U.S. women's national team coming with the She Believes Cup earlier in the year. Huge year for soccer in Atlanta. Huge year for soccer on 92.9 The Game. Thank you for everybody listening to allow us to talk about it so much. And when I get to fill in other times on the air and get to drop in a soccer segment, that's because you guys are listening and consuming it. Thank you so much. Number three, we're going to finish with this. We're a month and a day away from being back on the mic from a stadium talking Atlanta United soccer. We'll be in Birmingham on Saturday, January 27th, preseason opener against the Birmingham Legion of USL Championship. Going to be at Protective Stadium. Great venue for the game. Hopefully you guys can make the trip over. Pretty easy drive back and forth. Obviously, it's going to be a mid-afternoon kick. We'll have all the coverage on 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey app. You'll get to hear your first time Atlanta United in 2024. It's a month and a day away. That is crazy to me. We're almost back. A little bit more time, some more speculation, some more silly season, some more things to talk about. We'll be back next week with our first show of 2024 to do that. Maybe Atlanta United will have some signings. Maybe not. Maybe there'll be more rumors. Maybe other teams. Maybe Miami will sign five new guys. We'll find out. We'll be back next Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Adios, everybody. Happy New Year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.